When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Run it back, nation. What is good, Sixers Nation? What is good? It is I, DJ Eastwood, run it back, Philly. Welcome to Sixers post game live instant reactions, whatever you want to call it. Thanks for being in here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me. We are live on YouTube. Uh, 81 people in here. Give me 81 likes. This is also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a review. Uh, and if you're watching this on replay on YouTube, subscribe to the channel if you're brand new. Hit the like button, turn your notification bell on, all those things. We do these after every single 76ers game. And we watch the games live on Playback TV. Playback.tv slash Run It Back Philly. Had a bunch of people in there watching it with me. It was a fun one. And and even when you're playing the Detroit Pistons, you know, we make it we make it a fun time, man. We have we have a good time. We goof off in there. A lot of people are just hilarious in the chat. Uh we have a good time in there. So join us on there also, playback.tv slash running back Philly. Download the app and join us. My audio's low. I forgot that playback turns my mic down. So let me fix this real quick. And we will be in business. Uh, I'll have to try to remember to fix that in post-production for the podcast. Yeah, shout out to everybody in here, man. Um, Let's get started. Let's get right down to business. Why not? What are we going to waste any time for? The Sixers play the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons are embarrassingly bad. The Detroit Pistons are in the middle of a... I guess they're in a, a, a 10-year rebuild, 20-year rebuild. What is it? Um, and they were, I kind of think, just based on, you know, I've seen a couple of the takes from Pistons fans uh, recently, and they've expected this rebuild to yield re- a little bit of results at this stage. They're not like, what I'm saying is, they're 2-21 and 21 right now. What are they, 2-22? and 22? And they don't want to be. They were they're not actively tanking. They drafted Cade Cunningham. They drafted Jaden Ivey. They they thought they were gonna get a little bit of something out of somebody at this stage in this rebuild. And it's not happening. Uh the Sixer uh, the the Pistons, not the Sixers. This was us. This was us in 2012, 2013, 2014. Uh, but we were losing on purpose. The Pistons they were trying they were expecting uh, you know, some wins this season. They weren't expecting to be great, but they were expecting some wins, and boy, they are not getting them. The Detroit Pistons have lost 21 games in a row. <laughs> 21 games in a row. The Detroit Pistons lose, and my goodness, just imagine being a Detroit Pistons fan uh, right now. It wouldn't be fun. Actually, there hardly are any. The stadium was basically empty. I think there was more acts than fans. There was more dancers Guys jumping off of trampolines, mascots, people shooting, doing shooting contests. There was more like circus acts than there were actually fans in the building. Uh, that is my take 
on the Detroit Pistons. Of course, nobody on that squad can guard Joel Embiid, so you know he did pretty much what everybody would expect him to do. Uh, I guess Isaiah Stewart puts up a fight, right? Oh, Isaiah Stewart fights hard, big body guy, big strong dude, kind of a hothead, the guy that, if you don't remember, chased down LeBron James that one time with blood all over his face and wanted all the smoke, Isaiah Stewart. So he goes up against Joel Embiid again. And let's just say absolutely gets his ass kicked. I mean, not even close. Not even close. Didn't even, like, even when, when the Sixers play the Wizards, you know, Daniel Gafford puts up a fight a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he blocks Joel's shot. Sometimes he frustrates him. Sometimes he gives him a little bit of a challenge. Isaiah Stewart was not even close to a challenge for Joel Embiid in this game. And Joel put on a clinic. A uh, couple more things on the Detroit Pistons. Cade Cunningham, to me, not very impressive. I mean, you, you know, high draft pick. You would have thought this guy would start to look like maybe a, a future star. I'm not, I'm not, he, he's giving me a, where, dare I say, Tobias Harris vibes out there in Detroit. He just looks like a guy out there. Uh, doesn't look like a future star, at least in what I've seen from him so far this season. Uh, he did put up 30 on us, I think, the first game we played him. They ran on us a little bit the first game we played him. And it was nice that that didn't happen in this game. You know, the first game we played him, they messed, we messed around a little bit in the first half, didn't play good defense, didn't play hard, didn't rebound, didn't. They beat us in transition a million times. This game, Sixers are locked in, guys. The Sixers are locked in. Like I said a couple of weeks ago. We had the Kelly Oubre injury. We had the illness go through the locker room. We had Ke Nicholas Batum out with personal matters. And we played six games in nine days, got our asses kicked against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Twitter sphere and Facebook groups went nuts. And everybody said, this team has no depth. And 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 uh, we need to make a trade right now. And I said, did, did you guys forget what happened in the beginning of the season when we were healthy and well-rested? And I said, I posted that shit on Instagram, bro. And I said, keep the same energy when this team gets healthy. When you get everybody back, we're going to be right back in business. And I want you to keep that same energy. Guess what? Sixers are healthy. They're well-rested. Everybody's back. And we are smacking these teams around like a damn D2 team. I mean, it's not even close. So, you know. Chill on the short-term memory loss when the Sixers go through a little bit of a rough stretch. They are back. They're so back that they destroyed the Detroit Pistons basically without Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> Let's just say Tyrese Maxey didn't even play in this game. That's how back the Philadelphia 76ers are. Joel Embiid put on a clinic in this game. Joel Embiid was basically having a shoot-around uh, with the Detroit Pistons. An array of shots that a man his size is not supposed to be able to do. And it was fun for Like I said, Isaiah Stewart wasn't a challenge. It was fun for him. First quarter, what, a little one-footed foot. He gets a, 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 a big bump from Isaiah Stewart off of one foot and throws up a floater as he's fallen to the ground and it drops through. And I'm like... This guy, Joel Embiid, continues to impress me. That's the wild thing about it. You know how good he is. You know all the things he can do. And basically, at least once a night, 
he does something that makes you say, what the fuck? <laughs> how, how did he just do that? And he did it again tonight a, a bunch of times. 19 points and 8 rebounds in the first quarter on Isaiah Stewart. Uh, he was getting, you know, it, it was automatic. It was either a bucket or a foul. It was one of those Joel Embiid games. It was either a bucket or a foul. Nothing you could do. There's nothing the Pistons could do. They should have forfeited the game five minutes in. It was over. Joel had nine free throws in the first quarter. And how many free throws did he finish with? Uh, I wanted to click on all stats here to see the free throws. 12. So he didn't even really continue to uh, foul bait or go to the line that much. He had nine free throws in the first quarter. He only finished the game with 12 free throws. I was going to say, you know, that they're going to have a field day on Twitter uh, with Joel Embiid and all the free throws that he shot, but he only shot 12. Really, he was just putting on a clinic. Um, what else do I have on Joel Embiid? In the second quarter, the Sixers gave up a little bit of a run. Uh, was it? Who was it? Jaden Ivey? Who was it? Um, bogey, fast break, and one, and the Pistons cut it to 10. Yeah, Bagdanovich. Another Bagdanovich having one of the best games of his season against the Philadelphia 76ers, because why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't that happen? But I, I like Bagdanovich a lot. I like both of them. I like the one over in Atlanta. I like this one, too. I'll take either of those guys on my squad anytime. Uh, Bogdanovich cuts it to 10 in the second quarter when Joel Embiid went to the bench. Maxi couldn't buy a bucket. We're like, damn, bro. I thought, you know, I wanted to be up by 20 at halftime and have one of those like the Wizards game, you know? Let's let's go up by 30 and call this a night early. Uh, they cut it down to 10 in the second quarter when Joel went to the bench. Joel comes back in in the second quarter after that little run by Detroit and immediately shoots a step-back mid-range jumper and splashes it. And he's like, all right, you got you guys, you know, you guys want to give up a run and fall apart? Nah, I got this. I got you guys. Putting on a clinic. 30 points and 10 rebounds at halftime for Joel Embiid. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, what else do I have on Joel? In the third quarter, they try James Wiseman on. Isaiah Stewart can't do anything. I, Isaiah Stewart got ejected. I don't remember when he got ejected. It was a little bit after this. Late in the third quarter, he got ejected. That's funny, too. We're going to talk about that. But they decide to try to play James Wiseman on him. And Joel starts doing this quick spin move off the block. And now you're just adding something to your game that is making you basically unstoppable. And I, I, again, there's a couple players in the league that give Joel hell. Al Horford's one of them. Uh, I would like to see him implement stuff like this against stronger defenders when we get to play those teams again. But he's adding a quick spin off the block uh, right when he catches the ball, you know, so the defender's really setting up, getting ready to defend him, and he just spins off, and he's already baseline before you can do anything about it, gets an and-one finish under the rim. The quickness that he showed in this game was miraculous. Uh, I mean, he's lethal. He is in He's in MVP form right now. He's in tip-top shape right now, at least, you know, for Joel Embiid's standards. And he's moving well. And uh, I know we're playing bad teams, but he is completely unstoppable right now. I cannot wait for that Minnesota Timberwolves game because we are getting our lick back. That's what's happening, okay? 
Uh, so quick spin moves off the block on on James Wiseman, who I didn't even know played for the Detroit Pistons. It's where players' careers go to die. Uh, Joe, uh, Wiseman got his ass kicked. What can, what can you really say? He stood no chance either. Um, Joel Embiid gets a steal, running a fast break down the middle of the floor. Seven foot two, two eighty, running a fast break and throws a yo yo dribble, fake pass to Ubre. And then hits him with a no look, and Ubre dunks it. Beautiful. Uh, Joel's just level of skill is out of this world. There's no reason for him to be running a fast break, doing yo-yo dribbles, and hitting no look dimes over there. You know, last game against the Wizards, he was trying things behind the back passes, and and it wasn't working out tonight. He kept it a little more under control. Didn't go full and one mixtape tour on us. You know what I'm saying? But the yo-yo dribble and the dime, Joel's passing has been outrageous this year. Uh, his quick moves to the basket, his quick decision making. Um, I'm getting very excited about what he could look like in the playoffs this season because with Nick Nurse on him and Nick Nurse really being in his ear and feeding him full of full of these, like you know, you got to be quick, you got to make quick decisions, you got to keep moving, you got to, you know, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And what better way to get into a groove than to play all these terrible teams? All in a row. We have another one on Friday. Another Detroit Pistons game on Friday. Um, And then the end of the third quarter, Isaiah Stewart gets ejected from the game by throwing Patrick Beverly to the floor. Uh, (laughs) What a guy. What a guy Isaiah Stewart is. Classic hothead that can't control himself in the NBA. Gets frustrated and starts, you know, starts punching people. Uh, what do you guys got for me in the chat, man? Pope Platinum Beats. Shout out to you, my brother. 76ers lead the NBA in point differential at plus 9.2. Plus 9.2 on the point differential. Um, it helps when you play these type of teams, but at the same time, when we're healthy and we're well-rested, we're not going down to the wire with these teams. We're completely taking care of business and shutting them out. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we were doing the beginning of the season. That's what we were doing the beginning of the season. I love it. Um, I love it. We're back. I knew we'd be back. I knew we'd be back. I saw too many good things in the beginning of the season for me to believe that we had no depth and we needed to make a trade and we needed this and we needed that. Now, don't get me wrong at the trade deadline. Something's probably going to happen. Daryl Morey even said it on the radio. I didn't get to react to that. I'll probably talk about it on YouTube tomorrow, but I like what this team looks like right now. I do. Random gamer. Detroit has the Lions. They can both be be good. Be happy with what you got. Uh Kyle Lizzo. I like Toby in this game. He attacked the boards in the rim more than normal. I don't expect it to continue. <laughs> I don't expect it to continue, he says. Um, yeah, that's how you should look at it. Do not expect it to continue. Um Tobias Harris steps up against a bad team. I am going to give him his flowers a little bit, but he did this in the beginning of the season a couple times, and I said Nick Nurse unlocked Tobias Harris. I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. I was hoodwinked and bamboozled, and I'm not falling for it again. And I remember some people on Twitter were like, there's no way you guys are getting fooled by Tobias Harris again. I fell for it at the beginning of the season. I'm not falling for it again. Uh, As fun as it is to watch Joel best teams, up. I wish we could actually have a challenge. I want all the smoke. Give me Milwaukee, Boston, Dallas, Wolves. We got the Wolves pretty soon, man. We got another one against Detroit. Then we got the Bulls twice, I think. 
and the Charlotte Hornets. And then we get the Minnesota Timberwolves and we get our lick back. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited for that Timberwolves game, man. And yeah, it is, it is rather annoying, you know, that you have to play all of these bad teams in a row. Like, give me, give me one Detroit game and then give me like somebody mediocre, you know, give me the Pacers again. Give me the Lakers again. Give me the, I don't know, the, the, uh, who the hell else is, uh, give me the Bucks again, man. Give me the Celtics again. We don't play the Celtics again until February. Uh, what do you think about the Draymond suspension? Get him out of here, bro. Suspend him for the year. You can't be punching people during game. Nobody should have to play the game thinking this guy might swing around and punch me in the head. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Um, Bagdanovich of auditioning to get traded. Let's go, man. You know, he's a two years left on the deal. I think he may, might have a player option next year or something. And then he's, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, Let's continue, man, because I got I'm adding something to the post game show too, also, which is nightly awards. All right, we're doing nightly awards. We're starting that today. Um, that was my rant on how great Joel Embiid uh, was. All right, what else? Maxi couldn't hit a bucket. Maxi basically uh, was a non factor in the game. He did have nine assists, um, but you know Maxi was. Whew, Two for 13, 0 for 6 from 3. Nothing was falling. Everything was off target. Even like his running floaters were like back of the rim. Just really, just really one of those games for Tyrese Maxey. His first really bad game, you know, of this of the season. Don't let these idiots fool you when they put the stats out there and say, look, Maxey only had nine points. He's not the guy. It was a bad shooting night for him. Two for 13. Uh, but he, he still contributed. He still did his thing. Uh, even in the fourth quarter, you know, when it was, we were teetering on like, is this going to be a blowout? Or are we going to let them make a little bit of a run and keep it close? And Maxi drives all the way to the rim with the right hand, gets the and one. And, uh, you know, so he still contributed. He still affected the game and he had nine assists. So, uh, you know, it just, you just, one of those Maxi games you got to forget about. Um, Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris, uh, explodes for 21 points. I got to give Tobias his flowers. He had a good game. He was aggressive from the beginning. Uh, I know what they're going to say. You know, he does this against bad teams. We shouldn't care. We shouldn't. But I want Tobias Harris to get his confidence back. You know, at the end of that Boston Celtics game, that was the main thing that stood out to me about Tobias Harris. He completely lost confidence. He looked completely lost, scared, and was in his own head and was tripping over his own feet and was turning over the ball and was missing wide open layups. And I want him to get his confidence back. And what he was doing in the beginning of the season, it was very confident and, and it all starts from the inside out. It all starts from playing hard defense, rebounding, and the, the scoring comes on top of that. So, you know, I'm happy he came out in this game with a lot of effort and was crashing the glass to an extent, seven rebounds, but he was active down there. He was fighting. He had a he had a an offensive rebound and a putback for an and one. Um, hit a step back three in the beginning of the game. A real legitimate ISO step back three that he splashed. And I was like, I don't think I've seen Tobias Harris hit a step back three since he was playing for the Detroit Pistons. In 2000, what, 14? Um, 
and a couple a couple strong finishes. Uh, you know, Tobias Harris played hard and he had a good game. He had 21 points. That's it would be nice. It would be nice if he could do that in the absence of Joel Embiid. If he could have given us just freaking 11 points in that Boston Celtics game, we might have won it. Uh, but we got to, you know, we got to stop expecting Tobias Harris to be some kind of star or a major role player or a, he's a role player. He's a role player. You should expect the same out of Tobias Harris, basically, that you expect out of Kelly Oubre, which is crazy because one's on a max contract and one's on a minimum. But that's just what Tobias Harris is. He's a role player. He had a good game tonight, played hard, contributed 21.7 rebounds. Seven for ten from the field, three for five from three point range. I'll take it from Tobias Harris. Uh, Kelly Oubre, eighteen off the bench. Great game from Kelly Oubre, man. Great game from Oubre. Why is he all at the bottom of my stat sheet? <coughs> Seventeen off the bench for Kelly Oubre, and he had some. You know, he had those Kelly Oubre runs, man. Those sections of the game where you're looking for a spark, where you're looking for uh, just some energy, and he's just. He's just that energy guy, man. He tried to poster somebody in the first half. That would have been our first Kelly Oubre poster of the season. It would have been beautiful. Uh, he got fouled, didn't complete the poster dunk, but um, you know, creating shots, getting to the elbow, uh, getting to the wing, hitting threes off the catch and shoot. Um, I love what Kelly Oubre did in this game. And then later in the game, game's basically over. And he, he hits an elbow jumper over top of Jaden Ivey and gives him the too little celebration. You know, you got to just love Kelly Oubre. The energy, the energy is wild, man. The energy he brings is wild. Just knifing through a defense, fighting through contact, creating something out of nothing. First quarter, he had a drive baseline where kind of like him and uh, Batum were, were in the same space, didn't really have anywhere to go, and still created a shot out of it and still did like some kind of crazy spin move and left-handed push shot and dropped in a little floater. And that guy is just a shot creator, man. Kelly Oubre is the definition of a shot creator. And it's so nice to have off the bench. What else can you say about Kelly Oubre, man? You got to love him. You got to love him. You got to love him. The energy, the crazy hair. He's back. He's back. The rib is feeling good. He's going to stay off of the mountain bike for the rest of the season. And Kelly Oubre is that guy off the bench for us. Uh, and honestly, Tobias Harris, I said earlier today, uh, is averaging the most minutes per game that he's averaged since 2015, I think, which is crazy because his offensive rating is the worst of his career and his defensive rating is the worst of his career. And his three-point percentage is the worst that it's been since 2014 or something like that. There's no real reason for him to play be playing as many minutes as he's playing. And I saw a lot more Kelly Oubre tonight in in lineups. The end of like the the end of the first, the end of the second. Uh, Oubre gets twenty three minutes to Tobias Harris is twenty six. Now I said earlier today he's playing the most minutes of his career at like thirty, dude. I think it's like thirty five, thirty six. And I put out the video. And I said, there's a simple solution here. Nick Nurse has to play Tobias Harris less minutes. He just absolutely has to. I don't know if Nick Nurse watches this YouTube channel or what, but suddenly he plays Tobias Harris only 26 
There was large spaces where he was on the bench and Kelly Oubre was out there in that wing uh, rotation time and, and Robert Covington was out there in that wing rotation and uh, Batum was out there in that wing rotation. There was large spaces where Tobias remained on the bench and Nurse did exactly what I said he should do. Treat Tobias Harris like a role player, like the rest of these role players. Play him 20, 25 minutes. Don't play him 37. He's not good enough. He's flat out not good enough. So look, I mean, I'm not some kind of genius, but he did what I said, and look, it worked out perfectly. Tobias drops 21, 26 minutes. Ubre, uh, how many how many minutes? 23 minutes off the bench for Ubre and 17 points. Um, Ubre really is Tobias's replacement. Jason, A team. Jonathan Himes, thanks for being a member of the channel. Of course, the easiest way to get your comments read on the screen is to be a member of the channel with the badge next to your name or Super Chat. Thank you to everyone that supports the channel. Jonathan Himes and beat is just too much for 99% of NBA players. Bro, he is absolutely shredding these, these teams right now. I mean, he is absolutely shredding these bad teams, um, you know. What can you do? These guys can't guard Joel. We're, we're, I, I think I'm really excited. Like I already said it, but I'm really excited for the Minnesota Timberwolves game because that's the first like test test, you know, of Joel Embiid uh, in the past couple of games because you can cook against the Wizards, you can cook against the Detroit Pistons, and everybody's going to want to see you do it against better defenders. So Minnesota Timberwolves game is coming up. That's the one I'm really looking for. 253 people in here. Do me a favor, everybody. Close out the chat one time. Give me 253 likes. Close out the chat one time and hit that like button. That's all I need you to do. Hit the Close out the chat. Hit that little thumbs up one time for me. That's how you get this pushed out to more people and we get more and more people in here. And uh, the channel grows, man. There's Jonathan Himes. Been a member of the channel for 33 months. My dude, I appreciate you. Been here since the beginning and I'll stay till the end. Thanks for all you do, fam. Algo gang, no intros. Big facts. Big facts. Jonathan Himes, you the man, bro. I appreciate you. Uh, shout out to anybody that's anybody else that's a member of the channel. And just shout out to everybody that just watches the watches the show, man. I appreciate it. Um, please tell me you're not on the Zach Levine train. No, <clears throat> I don't want that damn contract. I don't want that contract. That's all. What else can you say? What else can you say? Um, what else can you say? I don't want that contract. What else I got here, man? Uh, okay, here's the awards. Let's go. Nightly awards. Run it back, Philly. Sixers post game live. The nightly awards. Here we go. Drum roll, please. I gotta get a drum roll sound on my on my soundboard right here. Uh, player of the game. That's too easy. That's Joel Embiid. It's probably gonna be Joel Embiid all the time. Uh, it's always Joel Embiid. He's the player of the game. He's the player of the season. He's the player of the era. I probably shouldn't even have a player of the game award on here because it's basically always going to be Joel Embiid. Sometimes it might be Tyrese. Sometimes we might have Tyrese in there, player of the game. Joel Embiid, player of the game. Where's my applause button? <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. All right. Game changer. Award number two. Nightly awards. Running back Philly Sixers post game live. Game 
changer. And it is Tobias Harris. I got to give him his flowers. I got to give Tobias Harris his flowers for playing hard, for affecting the game early, uh, for for crashing the boards, for actually trying on defense. I saw him rotate defensively a lot. I saw him sprint. I saw him sprint out to the three-point line several times tonight. I saw a lot of effort from Tobias Harris. Now, and that's what everybody says. He's just inconsistent. All we want, Tobias Harris, is for you to continue to play that way. That's it. That's it. Nobody wants you to be a superstar because you're not one. Nobody expects you to do something you can't do. We just get frustrated with your mentality and your lack of consistency. That's all people get frustrated with. We just want you to be consistent. So what you did tonight, just continue doing that. Just continue playing hard. You're making $40 million a year. You're making $500,000 a game. The least you could do is play hard in front of these people that paid for tickets and pay cable bills to watch the game on TV after they went to a 9-5 to that they hate. You get five hundred grand per game. The least you can do is play hard, damn it. So keep doing it, okay? Keep Just be consistent with this, okay? I gave you the Game Changer Award, Tobias. Don't freaking let me down, okay? Honorable mention, Kelly Oubre off the bench. Honorable mention for Game Changer Award is Kelly Oubre off the bench. Shout out to Kelly Oubre. The most perfect fit offseason signing I've seen in a Sixers jersey uh, since I don't even know when. He's just such a perfect fit. He's just so much of everything that we've needed for such a long time. He's just great. A six seven high-energy athlete who has a dog mentality, who wants to dunk on people, who want, who, who, who feeds, feeds on contact, wants to get hit in the paint, drives in and expects contact. He, he likes it. You know what I mean? Physical, tough finishes, and has a shot creation ability at the same time, and can hit an open three. Love it. And, you know, he came back from the rib injury a couple of games he played where he was, you know, uh, just getting his feet back under him and and some, some, you know, he only had seven, I think, against the Wizards. Tonight, Kelly Oubre looked healthy, and he looked all the way back, and I am just hype. Uh, I am just hyped for Kelly Oubre being healthy. And I, and I think, you know, everyone that, and, and yeah, uh, Chris O, shout out to you, man. Thanks for joining the conversation. Surprised he got signed for a minimum. Yeah, that's the wild part about it. You know, you go to, you go to Washington Wizards and you go to the Charlotte Hornets and then suddenly you're out there trying to be the lead scorer or whatever, and that's not who you are, right? And it makes your game and your, especially your efficiency look terrible and it really paints a picture of, oh, this guy's just a shot chucker. He doesn't really offer anyone anything, and nobody wants to sign him. When really, if he's in the right situation and he's playing the right role, he's a fantastic player in that situation. He comes to Philly. Joel Embiid obviously is the man. Tyrese Maxey's the sidekick. Nick Nurse puts him in the right situation, and he just fits in perfectly and you know, it, it, it sucks that he that he almost didn't get signed this offseason because that's the wild part about it, playing in the NBA. Just that quick, you can be gone. Just that quick, you can be Josh Jackson, you know, uh, Dwight Howard, whatever. Uh, so I'm just so glad we signed him and he fits perfectly in. 
Give him a damn. What is he, 28 years old? Give him a four-year contract at the end of the season. I'm being 100% serious. After only 20 games, I don't even care. I love everything about Kelly Oubre on this team. Give him a give him a four-year contract. And that's all I have to say about it. Honorable mention game changer. The fraud of the night is the third award on the nightly running back Philly Sixers post-game live award show. The fraud of the night. The fraud of the night in this game is Isaiah Stewart, obviously, and the entire just just throw the entire Detroit Pistons team in there. The the entire Detroit Pistons team are the fraud of the night. They absolutely suck. They are terrible. They are just abysmal. They just suck the life out of a basketball game. You got to play the Detroit Pistons. You're like, oh shit, I got to watch this. This is terrible. I don't want to watch this. Even if we win by 30, like we won't, like basically we did. And Joel puts up a 41 piece and whatever. It's still like, damn, we're playing the terrible Detroit Pistons. They suck so bad. I would almost rather watch something else than watch this game. Uh, Detroit Pistons are the frauds of the night. Um, Cade Cunningham doesn't look like what they expected him to look like. Uh, what do they got? Monty Williams out there on a massive contract. They thought getting Monty Williams in there was going to turn something around. I guess they thought he was Ime Udoku. I don't know. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are pathetic, and I'm sick of playing them. We got to play them again on Friday. But the entire Detroit Pistons team is the fraud of the night. And honorable mention. I'll say Tyrese Maxey just because he had a terrible shooting night. He was 2 for 13 and 0 for 6 from 3. But he was trying. I can't really call him a fraud, but we're 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 uh we're uh we're calling the entire Detroit Pistons team the fraud of the night. John Fisher, I'm not down with the fraudulent behavior, but love me some Kelly Oubre. Uh remember everyone was like Kelly isn't good. They they did say that. You who didn't say that? Who didn't say that? Oh, Meezy, give me my flowers. Give me my flowers, oh, Meezy. Who didn't say it? Go to my YouTube page, hit videos, scroll back to the offseason, and look at that Kelly Oubre video and how damn excited I was that the Sixers signed him. And everyone was in the comments, really, you're this hype over Kelly Oubre? Really, you're this hype over Kelly? This is how sad our offseason has gotten that we're celebrating Kelly Oubre? bunch of haters get the hate get the hate out of in front of your face and sometimes just look at things for what they are a six seven athletic wing who can shoot the ball and plays physical on a team that's been lacking that for damn a hundred thousand years I, I we haven't had a wing that plays physical since Andre Iguodala in like 2009 <laughs> I think it was before that 2006 when he was uh, Iverson was throwing alley-oops to him, but yeah, bro. I mean, it, it was it was an easy one for me. It was an easy one for me, man. That was an easy one for me. Um, What else we got, man? Let's look at the stats real quick, and then I'm up out of here. Shout out to everybody in here. Thanks for hanging out with me. We'll read the chat a little bit more. Also, uh, boom. Yeah, stats. Uh, let's see if we can draw some, some narratives from the stats here. Nick Batum, five points, two for two from the field, uh, hit a three in 20 minutes. The stats won't show it, but Batum just 
he did Batum things, man. He just uh he's just such a great role player. He's just such a great guy that's good at a lot of different things. I really love Nicholas Batum's passing ability. I really, really love it. There was a play where what happened? Joel was running on like a fast break kind of, right? And he he kicks it out to Batum. He wants another Jokic-esque uh, assist. You know what I mean? He wants he you you could tell when Joel gets excited and he's trying to get some dimes. He's like, look what I can do, look what I can do. Hits Batum on a no look in the corner. Batum pump fakes, kicks it back to Maxi, and I was like, damn, bro, shoot the ball, give Joel his assist. And Maxi gets it back to him. He drives baseline and hits Joel on a little skip pass under the basket to get Joel another bucket and. Those are the kind of things that Nick Batum does. <clears throat> He's just a a forward who's really good at a lot of things. And that's great to have on the floor. You know what I mean? That's like a, a versatile, just, you know, it's just a versatile guy. You need a lot of those guys. He can do everything. He can shoot. He can rebound. He can dribble. He can play defense. He can pass. He's a great compliment to Joel Embiid. He really is. And honestly... Starting lineup, Sixers perfect starting lineup right now, and I love Kelly Oubre off the bench. My perfect starting lineup for the Philadelphia 76ers right now, Maxi, D-Melt, Kelly Oubre, Nicholas Batum, Joel Embiid. <laughs> it's not going to happen anyway, and I still love Kelly Oubre off the bench. And honestly... Uber is great off the bench, so just keep him there. Keep him coming off the bench. He can do his thing. We'll let we'll let Tobias rock as long as he gets a little bit more consistent with with playing hard. It's all we ask, all we ask of you. PJ could never. Man, wasn't that the worst signing in the history of of signings? Man, wasn't that the worst signing in the history of signings? Man, PJ Tucker, Tobias Harris, twenty one. Uh, let me read about seven rebounds. He was a plus 20 uh, on a, one assist for Tobias Harris. He had a block. Oh, I almost forgot to talk about that. Tobias Harris had a block. <laughs> How many career blocks does Tobias Harris have? And the funny thing is, it's because it's just his, you know, he's 6'8. He should have some blocks, right? But he just doesn't play the game aggressively enough to be known as a player that blocks shots, right? And I used to say the same thing about Ben Simmons. That dude, 6'11", and you would rarely see him block a shot. They just don't have that confrontation gene inside of them. They see a guy driving to the rim, and they just, for whatever reason, don't have that instinct to meet him there, you know? Um, and by the way, Tobias Harris has never successfully taken a charge in a Sixers jersey. <laughs> That's a crazy stat, too. But tonight... Tobias Harris was trying so hard and was reminding himself to be physical, and he actually blocked a shot. So shout out to Tobias Harris for that, too. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, 10 points. He was a plus 18. He had six rebounds. DeAnthony Melton had two blocks and a drive down the lane and a two-handed dunk from DeAnthony Melton. You love to see that because if he doesn't dunk it, it's not going in. For some reason, he's a 25% uh layup shooter that's I think a real stat um <laughs> and he, there was another one later in the game 
where he drove down the lane wide open and just off the back of the rim. So just demelt, just dunk the ball all the time. Just try to dunk it all the time, okay? That's all you got to do. Just dunk it because if you try to do a layup for whatever reason, it's not going in. Uh, what else we got on, on the stats here? Covington had five points off the bench, six rebounds, two assists. Uh, Robert Covington had an ISO hesitation crossover. I was absolutely blown away. And by the way, if you haven't joined us on Playback TV yet, give it a shot. Download the app on your phone, Playback TV. You don't have to have League Pass. You don't have to sign in. Uh, you can just follow along to my reactions and, and join the chat. It's a lot of fun. I was blown away by the fact that Robert Covington ISO'd somebody, faced up a defender, hit him with a left-right hesitation dribble, and finished at the rim for an and-one. I just can't figure out when Robert Covington got good at basketball because the all of the time that he was here in Philly, he didn't have no dribble package. Him and Isaiah Cannon were dribbling the ball off each other's feet out of bounds. Anytime he dribbled the ball, it was like Matisse Thibel dribbling the ball. It was a turnover waiting to happen. This is a different Robert Covington. He went to a couple different teams and over the years put in some offseason work and really improved his game. I, you know, I didn't know what to expect from Robert Covington coming back here, but I've loved what I've seen so far. He played 17 minutes off the bench. His defense, of course, has just been outrageous. I hope that a couple of games ago, Nick Nurse was just experimenting when he DNP'd Robert Covington because he is such a valuable role player right now. He is such a valuable role player. He was over two, over two from three tonight, but he's such a valuable role player right now, a three and D guy that can do what he does and, and just his his wingspan and getting his hand in passing lanes all the time and frustrating offensive players and ball handlers and love Robert because what a pickup. What a pickup, dude. Thank you. Clippers, are you serious? You gave us multiple first round draft picks, Nicholas Batum and Robert Covington. Are you kidding me? For a guy that quit, for a guy that didn't even I just <laughs> what a fleece job. What a fleece job by Daryl Morey, man. Uh, Paul Reed started the fourth quarter when you know we were up by whatever we were up by, and Joel Embiid wasn't going to come back in the game. And and Paul Reed had a couple nice plays there. Had a little uh, lefty hook shot in traffic. Uh, you know, had a little bit, a couple of nice plays, an offensive rebound and a putback. Um, and Paul Reed did his thing in the beginning of the fourth quarter, extended the lead a little bit there when we were up by what, I mean, 24-something, and it was like if we continue to grow this lead slowly, Joel Embiid's not going to come back in the game, and that's what they did. Uh, shout out to Paul Reed for doing his thing there in in that in that time. Uh, Patrick Beverly, three points, one for three in 13 minutes, hit a three in the beginning of the game and uh, missed a couple more. Wasn't very effective offensively, of course, but... I like when he's running with Maxi. I like that because I just like sometimes for there to be a point guard on the floor with Tyrese Maxi. I just like the dynamic and Maxi handling the ball, you know, most of the game when he's in there, but sometimes just give him the freedom to run around screens and let, you know, Pat Bev kind of run the offense from the top. Uh, that's why a player like a Malcolm Brogdon or, or whoever else would be very, very good on this team because you can plug and play a point guard next to Maxi because he's just a combo scorer slash point guard. Um, and then, of course, Patrick Beverly doing his thing defensively, harassing people, 
getting under the skin of Isaiah Stewart and getting thrown across the court at half court and getting Isaiah Stewart ejected from the game. And it was hilarious because Patrick Beverly bounces up onto his feet and claps and celebrates the fact that he got Isaiah Stewart ejected. (laughs) The refs call it. They review it. It was a serious forearm throw. I mean, he threw Pat Bev across the floor and it wasn't a basketball play at all and they deemed it completely unnecessary and excessive and they kicked him out of the game, which they should have. Of course, we had to hear Allah Abdanabi. You could you could you could predict what he was going to say. Oh, I don't know if that warranted an ejection, you know. But it's a different game today. The game's different. Here we go. Back in my day, we used to walk to school in the snow uphill both ways with no shoes on and you were allowed to punch each other in the face in NBA games. I just can't. I I was on playback and I turned up the volume just to hear if they ejected him and immediately hear Allah Abdanabi. I don't know if it warranted an ejection. I know the game's different today and I'm like, oh my God. Every game. Every game, this guy says this. We get it. You're from the 1700s. We get it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I've had an absurd amount of caffeine. Hopefully, I can somehow go to sleep tonight. Uh, This is where I used to rely on a couple of Miller Lights to bring me back down, but I don't drink anymore, so... I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> what else I got to say, man? Uh, I didn't watch the last two minutes of the game because why would I? Cork Moss was in there. Jaden Springer was in there. I saw Jaden have a couple of drives to the basket, tried to get a reverse finish, got a foul call when I was watching it. Um, but any chance I have to like hop off early and get the post-game live show together and put my kid to bed at the same time, I took advantage of that extra couple of minutes. So... I did not watch the last two minutes of the game. Um, so, you know, if anything interesting happened there, let me know. It looks like Korkmaz played five minutes there, had zero points, and was somehow a minus six in five minutes <laughs> in garbage time. My goodness. Daniel House Jr. was in there. Uh, seven minutes, a minus 12. So it looks like when they put that, uh, Jaden Springer was a minus 12. So just from looking at the box, plus minus... Uh, when they put the end of the bench in there, the Detroit Pistons started scoring points because we were up 30 and uh, we only ended up 18. So, yeah. Way to go, guys. Way to go, Springer, Cork Maz, and Daniel House Jr. Way to blow the lead with two minutes left in the game. I didn't even realize that happened until I looked at the box plus minus here. Um, let's see. Any more takes in the chat, man? Hot takes. Questions, comments, concerns, Q&A, whatever you want to say. What do we got here? A, why are we... Wait a minute, let me go. Let me go here. Uh, A, why are we crying over spilled milk? Um, I don't know, maybe you're responding to somebody there. Shout out to A, thank you for being a member of the channel. Why don't my league pass on YouTube TV work on playback? I don't know, man. I gotta. I gotta, I'll have to ask them that, man. You know what? That's bullshit. And let me ask them right now on Discord. Okay, we're gonna do that just for you, because I want everybody that has the ability to come into the playback room, because it's a lot of fun. And 
it's been a little bit of a struggle this year just with the licensing and some things that they did it really kind of killed the numbers and it's frustrating and uh let's see i have some viewers that are saying their league pass via youtube tv does not work on playback boom we'll see what response we get there thanks for letting me know that kyle i appreciate you um Let's see. Someone doesn't like Allah. I'm sure he's a nice guy, man. Absolutely cannot stand listening to the Sixers broadcast. I watch the game on mute. I'm in playback TV watching the game, interacting with the chat, and I literally have the game on mute. I did it all last season. I I can't handle it, bro. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be mean. I can't stand. The Sixers broadcast. Uh, Gigi Jokic told a suburban newspaper the only player he can't play against in the NBA is JoJo. The only player he can't play against. I mean, the one matchup, Joe gave him 47 and what, hit a step back three in his grill. And then the next matchup in Denver, we were excited for that one and Joel didn't play. Uh, Some of those matchups, Jokic didn't play. It's hard for us to really get a healthy Embiid Jokic matchup. Um, when we do, it's always fun. Hopefully, we get one this season. Uh, but, you know, what can you say? Jokic is a good guy, man, a really honest guy. Always shows love to Embiid. Embiid always shows love to him. Uh, even, you know, with the Sixers fans going back and forth on who's better and who deserves MVP or whatever. Both of those guys are, are professional and uh, they show each other love, man. John Fisher, we dominated the boards tonight. If we make any moves, it should be a small move for a rebounding specialist. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got to listen to that Daryl Morey interview, man, because people started posting the clips. I think he was on 97.5 today. So I got to listen to that interview tomorrow morning and make a YouTube video on it tomorrow because there's some things that he said in there about what he wants to do. You know, we've been speculating, like now he has these draft picks, you know, maybe he's going to use it at the trade deadline. I'm pretty sure in that interview, he flat out said, I'm going to do my best to use these draft picks at the trade deadline to make a trade to help the team. Uh, I'm pretty sure Daryl Morey is not on that, like kind of what everyone else was saying, like wait till the off season with the cap space and stuff. You don't want to wait. This team looks great right now. It does. It looks great right now. And, uh, just add add a couple more pieces. Hopefully everyone stays healthy, and this is a contending team. It really is. Music lover, my dude, formerly known as Superhero, formerly known as... Uh, I was going to make a Prince joke. Remember Prince when he changed his name to a symbol? <laughs> formerly known as the artist... Oh, artist formerly known as Prince. That's the joke I was going to make. Anyway, I failed. I failed at that joke. Uh, we're beating these teams so bad, it's becoming sort of the new standard, the Nick Nurse standard, and I like it. And Embiid might fool around and win back-to-back MVPs. Woo! That's true. When we've been healthy, we've rarely had like a showdown with a bad team. We came back from that little hiatus, that little four-game hiatus, and, and everybody was coming back from an illness that circled through the locker room, and we... Had a shootout with the Wizards. But that still wasn't us fully rested and fully healthy. That was us coming back from illness and Ubre coming back from the rib thing. 
or I don't even know if he was back yet actually in that game. Uh, but yeah, when we're healthy and rested and, and, and everybody's together and feeling good, it's not even close. We're absolutely smacking these teams. And that's what was so frustrating the last couple of years. Because people be like, you know, you know how they do in the Facebook groups. If you complain about losing to the tanking Spurs last year, they'd be like, you got you're complaining and we got the dub, we got the win. And I'm like, but you enjoyed that? You enjoyed the fact that you got out rebounded by the Spurs and they got 47 transition points and they beat you on the rebounds. And you know what I'm saying? It was frustrating because we were playing down to competition and we were playing like frauds a lot. And the casual fan was satisfied because they were like, we won back, we won 50 games back to back or whatever. They, they, you know, the Brett Brown era, the Doc Rivers era, they, they, they constantly gave me that this is good enough thing. And I was like, dude, we want to get out of the second round. We're watching these games trying to say, does this team actually have a shot to get out of the second round? And I, I didn't feel like they did. The past how many years, I didn't feel like they did. And I feel like this team legitimately does. And my dude, Music Lover 31, it's because of the way that they play. The, the little things, the intangibles, winning the rebound matchup, not letting teams kill you in transition, sheer flat-out effort, defensively communication, just playing hard, man. Playing hard, playing the right way. That, uh, so that's my brother texting me. Shout-out to my bro. Um, that's what I love about this team, and that's why I think they they legitimately have a shot. Uh, Mohammed, Mohammed, Shout-out to Mohammed, Mohammed, man. Um... That reminds me of the movie Superbad when uh, McLovin and he's like, it was between that and Muhammad and uh, what's his name? Jonah Hill's like, why the f- would it be between that and Muhammad? And he's like, one, you have one name and he's like, it's the most popular name in the world. Read a book sometime. But you got two Muhammads. Muhammad, Muhammad, man. Shout out to you and it's late. I don't know why I just said that, but thanks for the super chat, my guy. I appreciate the support. I'm a Celtics fan, but you guys are looking scary lately. Sixers are the best team at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give the Celtics still. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna still put the Celtics up there because we beat them healthy. We did beat them healthy in the beginning of the season, but they kicked our ass last time without Jalen Brown, without Kristaps Porzingis. Um. And we've been playing a bunch of bad teams. Uh, I'm gonna wait till I'm gonna wait till what see what we look like against the Minnesota Timberwolves coming up here. Uh, but right now, right now, I'm gonna say the Celtics still have our number. But I I just I feel so good about this team right now because I finally feel like we we can beat any team in the East if we stay healthy and keep playing this way. There's a chance, you know. There's a chance. It could come down to a Game 7 buzzer beater again and we could get our hearts ripped out. But I feel like this team has the ability to beat anybody. And shout out to you for being a nice Celtics fan who doesn't just come in here trolling. And thank you for subscribing to the channel, Muhammad Muhammad. You the man, bro. I love when fans of other teams come in here and the playback stream and actually, you know, have adult conversations and aren't just little 10-year-old trolls, so... Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Tube Champ. Yo, Eastwood, you should have an outro at the end of your streams to balance out the intro. I should. 
I should. That's a good point, man. I'll just play the song and, and do a little dance, and we'll be out of here. How about that? Uh, Embiid is out to, about to have a LeBron 2018 playoff run. Boy, I hope so. And this is the thing, man. You know, the, the, the people that don't watch it like we do, the, the people who are not Sixers sickos, because that's what we are, they say, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, or I'll wait till the playoffs. And or they say they say, oh yeah, he always does that in the regular season. Uh, they're not going to get out of the second round. They're gonna they're gonna be the same playoff choker they always are. Those people don't know what we are looking at. And this Joel Embiid with Nick Nurse's system, and I'm serious. My dude yesterday who joined the stream. By the way, we did a community stream last night. It was a whole bunch of fun. I had some subscribers come up on the stage, and we had a we had a chat. Uh, JJ was on there. JJ, I forget. Oh, damn, man, I'm fucking forget your name, dude. My bad. I was just talking to you on Instagram DM a couple hours ago. Anyway, he said this is the best roster he's seen around Joel Embiid. This is the deepest roster he has seen around Joel Embiid. And I agree wholeheartedly. So you're talking about Joel Embiid, Nick Nurse, Tyrese Maxey, but the system of Joel making quick decisions, getting in space, not a whole lot of iso ball, not a whole lot of, you know, taking 15 seconds off the shot clock to make a move, really being effective and quick. And then you just got just, just, just Ubre and Batum and Covington and, Maybe Tobias comes around and starts being a good role player again. This team can get out of the second round. And the people that aren't watching it, they're just not watching it. They're just not watching it. I really think uh, they can they can do it. I really think they can do it, man. Uh, I thought you didn't have an intro. I don't. You're absolutely right. I don't have an intro. The hell was I talking about? <laughs> anyway, that's all I got, man. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Thank you for joining me on Playback. If you haven't tried it yet, uh, we need you in there, man. We need you in there. We have a blast in there. Playback.tv slash running back Philly. Check it out. Download the app. Uh, on Friday, play the Pistons again. It's a it's the Pistons. It's boring, which is why you should be in the Playback room uh, making the game fun with us because we make it fun in there. And, yeah, that's all I got. Let me play the, let me play the song for an outro. Shout out to everybody. 259 in here. Hit the like button. Sixers win. We out. Yeah. Yeah.